So, over the past two weeks, we've been looking at two brothers, Jacob and Esau, and we've heard more about Jacob because it's his family line that leads to Jesus. Jacob, or Jesus rather, is a uh, distant relative of Jacob. Now, who can tell me, these brothers, Jacob and Esau, who can tell me, did they get along? Jacob and Esau, did they get along? You're shaking your head. What do you think, think, Kate? No, they didn't, not at all. Well, they did in the end because Esau forgave Jacob for all the times that he tricked him. But to start with, there were all kinds of problems between these brothers. And, you know, Jacob and Esau didn't really have a very good start in life because their parents used to play favourites. So their dad, um, Isaac, he loved Esau, and their mum, Rebecca, she loved Jacob. Now, has anyone ever... Um, read Roald Dahl's book Matilda or seen the film. Put your hand up if you've read Matilda or seen the film. So quite a few of you. And you may remember that Matilda has the most awful parents. Matilda has the most awful parents. Even though she's incredibly clever and well behaved, uh, her parents are really mean to her. And it's her brother Michael that gets all the attention, particularly from their dad. And when parents have favourites, it will always cause big problems in a family. So Jacob grew up in that kind of a family. And when he was an adult, he had four wives. And you probably know that he should only have had one wife. It's just uh, one husband and one wife. That's how it's meant to be. And with these four wives, he has lots of sons. So can anyone tell me, or might anyone be able to guess, how many sons did Jacob have? You can have a guess if you like. How many is Well, I heard you said 12, which is the right answer, so well done. Now, um, you might think that... You might think that uh, Jacob would have learned from his parents that it's not good to have favourites, but he didn't, and he loved one of his sons more than the other 11. Can anyone tell me the name of the son that he loved the most? Who did he love the most out of those? It's Jacob's sons, but who did Jacob love the most out of his 12 sons? Maybe Jess at the back? You shout it out. Joseph, exactly right. Well done. So he loved Joseph more than the others. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you three things that happened in this family, and I want you to tell me how you think uh, Joseph's brothers would have felt about him. So the first thing is the bad report. Joseph and his brothers were shepherds. They had hundreds of sheep to look after. And one day they'd all been together looking after the sheep. And Joseph returned to his father. He went back to his dad and he told his dad something bad that his brothers had been doing. They'd been uh, doing something they shouldn't have been doing. We don't know what it was. Maybe they ate a sheep. We don't know. Who knows? Uh, When I was a boy, I was always giving a bad report to my parents about my brother. Mum, Rob's eating sweets before dinner. Mum, Rob's gone upstairs with his dirty shoes on. Mum, Rob's broken one of your ornaments. Put your hand up if anyone's ever told on you. Has anyone ever told on you? No? Okay, must be a very angelic bunch, but uh, lots of people are told on me. So let's try the other way around. Put your hand up if anyone's ever said to you, don't tell tales. 
And what do you think? Should we tell tales on people? Should we look for a chance to try and get people into trouble? No, we shouldn't do that. Okay, so what if someone is doing something really naughty or dangerous? Should we tell an adult then? Yes, we should. It's the responsible thing to do. So we know there's a difference between telling tales and telling an adult something that they really ought to know. And adults have the same dilemma. We know that we shouldn't point the finger, but that does not absolve us from moral judgment. Uh, Sometimes we have to speak up, and and that can be a difficult balance. Uh, How do we... um, How do we communicate a bad report to a person or a culture or a nation without coming across as moralistic or judgmental? It's an important thing for us to consider. So anyway, Joseph gave this bad report to his brothers. And he may have been telling tales or he may have been telling his father something that he really needed to know. We're not sure which, but how do you think Joseph's brothers felt when he told on them? How did they think Joseph's brothers felt when he got them into trouble? That's all right. <laughs> we heard not. Well, I heard it. It's angry. How else might they have felt? They, they were really... Cro- go, go on, Caitlin. Yeah, they might have felt jealous, but uh, yeah, angry and resentful. And uh, they really didn't like Joseph when he did that. So the next situation I want to tell you about has to do with a gift. Now, imagine for your birthday, your parents gave you a lolly. Now, I don't think any of you would ever turn down a lolly, but let's say you've got a brother or sister, and when it got to their birthday, your parents just didn't, didn't just give them a lolly, they gave them a whole bag of lollies. And on top of that, they gave them a brand new shiny bike. How would that make you feel? How would that make you feel? If you've got one lolly and you're... Yep. Happy? Well, that is very good. I really hope if, uh, if that happened, you would feel happy for, for Adarius. That's, uh, that's great. But for a lot of us, we might feel a bit different to that. How, how else might you feel? Sad. You might feel sad. You might feel jealous. You might feel angry. Because that's pretty much what happened with um, Jacob, uh, sorry, Joseph and his brothers. Right, so I want you to imagine that I'm Jacob, and you're all my children. Let's say there's 12 of you. It's hard for me to imagine that as well, but let's just uh, try. Um, So I have got a special gift for my favourite son. Who is? Who's my favourite son? Who's my favourite son? What's his name? Joseph. Joseph. Let me see Coats of many colours. Okay, it was very uh, elegant there. This coat. 
So you do this well and sit down, Joseph. That's great. So uh, none of my other sons are going to get one of those. Only Joseph, because he's my absolute favourite son. So if you were my other children, my other sons, how would that make you guys feel? Jealous, same again, jealous and angry and you wouldn't, maybe you wouldn't like Joseph. That, that, that's the way that his brothers felt. Uh, favoritism and its harmful effects, uh, it's a thread that runs right the way through this uh, story of Abraham's family. And wherever it crops up, we see bitterness, resentment and strife. And I think there's a clear message in there in terms of how we raise uh, our children. Uh, But not just uh, a message for parents, but also a message for uncles and aunts and uh, employers and church leaders and anyone that ought to show impartiality to a group of people with whom they have a relationship. I think it's a question worth worth asking ourselves. Am I fair and even-handed and unbiased in my dealings with everyone? It's an important question for us to think of. So the last situation I want to tell you about is Joseph's dreams. Joseph dreamt that he and his brothers were in the field wrapping up sheaves of corn and then wrapping up sheaves of corn. Okay. And then all of a sudden, uh, Joseph's sheaf rose up and all his brother's sheaves started to bow down and worship uh, Joseph's sheaf. Now, whenever dreams are mentioned in the Bible, they're always something to pay careful attention to. What do you think this dream might have meant, Marcellus? Sorry? That that might happen in the future. What might happen? His brothers would bow down to him. Okay, yeah, Joseph's dream meant one day his brothers would bow down to him, even though he was the second youngest. So, uh, Joseph, why don't you put your coat on and stand up for a moment? Uh, you help me with that. You stand up. And you other guys, you recommended your Joseph brothers. You, you face them. I want you to, like, go in and bow down to him. This is, this is what the dream was about. Look, can you imagine that? Can you imagine those brothers? Bowing down to their second youngest brother. It's really hard to even do it. Can you, can you go down like that? But that's what the dream meant. Okay, okay well done. Sit down, Joseph. So, that's what his dream meant. How do you think his brothers felt about that? That he was dreaming about them doing that? What do you reckon? They were angry. They were furious. Uh, they hated Joseph more than ever. And then Joseph had another dream, and this time he dreamt that the sun and the moon and 11 stars would bow down to him. And that dream meant that his his mother and his father and his 11 brothers would all bow down to him, which is a pretty outrageous thing to suggest. And uh, Joseph's brothers hated him all the more. They became all the more jealous. But where do you think these dreams came from? Who do you think gave Joseph... These dreams. God. God. Uh, that's right. And in a couple of weeks, we'll see that eventually Joseph's brothers uh, did bow down to him. But, you know, Genesis doesn't tell us 
that these dreams came from God. Sometimes the Bible uh, makes us work certain things out for ourselves. We have to read between the lines. Uh, But even though these dreams came from God, it wasn't a very good idea on Joseph's part to tell his brothers about them. I I don't think anybody likes it when somebody goes out of their way to tell us that they're more special or more important or better than we are. It's never a good idea to be a show-off. So why did Joseph's brothers hate him? There are three reasons. Can you think? And maybe in the back row as well. Why did did Joseph's brothers hate him? Can you think of any of the three reasons? Hang on. He was his father's favourite son and he got this wonderful uh, coloured coat. Why else did his brothers hate him? Because of his dreams. Because of his dreams. And, and one other reason. Can, can anyone think what that was? It was the very first thing we looked at. You remember? When they were out in the field and he went back to his father. What did he do? Can you remember, Mackenzie? And they... That's right. Joseph told his fathers that he'd done something bad. So those are the three reasons that his brothers uh, really hated Joseph. So one day, Joseph was out working, uh, or or rather, Joseph's brothers were out working, and they saw Joseph in the distance walking towards them, and they hatched a plan. Do you know what they planned to do? What did they plan to do? Caleb, do you know what they planned to do to Joseph? Not sure. Jess? They did. They planned to kill him. They said, here comes that dreamer. Let's kill him and throw him in a cistern, which is like a well. And they said, and we'll tell our dad that he's been eaten by a ferocious animal. And we'll see if his dreams come true then. Uh, But one of the brothers, Reuben, he was a bit kinder. Uh, He said, well, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him in the well and leave him. But secretly, Reuben planned to come back and get his brother out and take him back to his father. So that's what they did. They took Joseph's special coat off him, they roughed him up, and they threw him in this dry cistern with no water in it. And then they saw a long line of Ishmaelites coming towards them with their camels, loaded up with all kinds of special things that they were going to sell in Egypt. And one of the other brothers, Judah, he said, let's not kill our brother. Maybe that's a bit over the top. Let's let's just um, sell him to the Ishmaelites. Uh, and they will take him away, and then we'll never have to see him again. Shall we put the wrapping paper down for a minute? Do you want to put the wrapping paper down? Might be a good idea. So um, why do you think Judah's brother, or rather Joseph's brother, Judah, why do you think that he said that? Why do you think he said, let's not kill our brother, he is our brother after all, let's sell him? Why did he do that? Was he trying to be kind? Did he want to save his brother? I mean, he's selling your brother to the Ishmaelites. It's not really saving him. Yeah, go on. Wanted to get rid of him. Wanted to get rid of him. And also, because he's selling him, he wants to make some money. He wants to make a quick buck, doesn't he? And uh, it's interesting that Judah is effectively the first slave trader that we read about in the Bible. And yet Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. Isn't it remarkable that Jesus, who came to free us from slavery to sin, came from the line of Judah, who was even prepared to sell his own brother into slavery? Isn't God's grace 
a wonderful thing. So Joseph went out to meet his brothers. They stole his coat. They threw him in a dark hole. They sold him to some strange men who were on their way to a distant land. How do you think Joseph felt about all this? What do you reckon? Sad? Do you think Joseph felt that God was caring for him? No. Do you think God, uh, Joseph felt that God was looking after him? No. In fact, he probably wondered why God was allowing these terrible things to happen to him. But God had a plan for Joseph. In fact, he would eventually become the ruler of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh, second in command of a world power, a superpower. And he saved, later on in the story, we'll see in a couple of weeks, he saved his whole family from dying of starvation when they ran out of food back home. So Joseph saved the family out of which Jesus would eventually come. What could be more important than that? What could be more important than that? But right now in our story, poor Joseph is on his way to Egypt. He's been made a slave. He's been rejected and sold by his brothers. But you know what? God is going to use him in amazing ways. And if God is going to use us in amazing ways to do amazing things, we shouldn't be surprised if we go through some tough times before that day comes. Now, I've got this watch. It's a G-Shock watch. And I've had it for a long time. Actually, when I was in the Marines, we all used to have these G-Shock watches. Why do you think we had these particular watches? What was that, Isabel? Anyone else? Why do you think, just a guess, why do you think we had these? What, what do you reckon, Olivia? Why do you think we have these watches? You know, not sure. Okay. So you can tell the time. So we can tell the time, girl, yes. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> very true. Um, that's one of the reasons. But the reason we had these watches is because they're super tough. They're really difficult to break. And I'm pretty good at breaking things, so this is just the kind of watch uh, that I need. And the people who make these watches, they know that they're going to be tough because they put them through so much before they sell them. Now, I've got a little video clip. Would anyone like to see one of the things they do to these watches before they sell it to make sure that it can do what it's supposed to do? Let's have a look at this clip. So the makers of these watches, I mean, that's just a short clip, but it goes on for a long time. You see all kinds of things they do to these watches. The makers of these watches know uh, that they're going to be able to do the job that they've been made for because they put them through all this stuff before they actually have to do that job. In fact, the, the things that they, these watches go through are far more extreme than probably anything they'd have to go through when they're doing the job that they've been made for. And when Joseph was going through a tough time, And Joseph might have felt like that watch being pounded for a while. Life was not going well. Things were hard. Uh, When he was going through that tough time, God knew that it would mean that he'd be in the right place at the right time in Egypt. And God knew that these hard times would prepare Joseph for the uh, incredible job that he had for Joseph to do. Now, does that mean... 
Does that mean, what do you think? Is it yes or no to this? Does, does that mean that, jo- that God wanted Joseph's brothers to do all those horrible things to him? Did he, did God, do you think God wanted Joseph's brothers to do all those horrible things to him? No, he didn't. Do you think uh, that um, God made Joseph's brothers do all those horrible things to him? No. No, he didn't. Uh, But even the evil, horrible things that people do and the terrible things that people go through, God might not want us to go through those things, but he can turn them around and use them for good. Even the worst things that happen in our lives, God can incorporate them. He can include them into his eternal plan. So the next time that we feel that God has forgotten about us, he hasn't. Next time we feel that life is just too difficult, we need to remember that if we stay focused on Jesus, God will use our experiences And the people that we become as a result of those experiences, he will use those for his good purposes. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we we recognise that we live in a world that is fallen and broken. That human beings are sinful and that includes us. That things go wrong. Things happen that are not things that you would want to see in this world of yours. But we thank you that in your great power, omnipotence, wisdom and love, you're able to even incorporate the worst of what happens into your plan. You're able to turn something that can be a disaster, a tragedy, and turn it around and use it uh, for good. We pray, Father, that you will take all our brokenness and all the things in our life that perhaps we see as negative and you will somehow turn uh, those things around and use them for your good purposes use us and the people we are the people that we've become as a result of all that's gone before we pray that you will use us for your good purposes and that we'll be willing to be used in that way and we ask this in jesus name amen